Hello and welcome to episode 102 of Three Beers and Movie. I'm Richard Laird and I'm with... Dolan McKay. And Colin, where are we? We are in uh, Raven and Glasgow and Renfield Street. And it's much nicer than it was the last time around here? It is. It's been raining in Glasgow for the past 14 days. <laughs> uh, pretty much for the past two weeks, non-stop rain and we've finally caught a break in the clouds and the, the sun sun's out. out and it's nice. It's glorious. Yeah. It's lovely. I think everyone's kind of jolly and yeah. happy and you kind of see the spirits instantly lift a wee yeah, bit. People just don't seem like on the cloud yeah, of the hell. It's Scotland that is permanently affected by SAD. Yes. Isn't it? It's just like that's your permanent state. Is this affliction is it's just that. I think particularly in the winter, people, I think you can see you can generally feel a real downturn in people's personalities in the yeah, def- Definitely. Absolutely. As soon as the sun comes out, it's like different people. It's like a personality change, oh, isn't it? It's just like everyone's just happy. It's like they're laughing behind us. Exactly. They're not laughing at us. No, they're not. And the bar seems to be more the clientele we're used to as well tonight, as yeah. opposed to last week when it was very much not the clientele we're used to. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very, yeah very old clientele last week. Yeah, this we spoke week, nice. about that, didn't we? Yeah. Um, not um, ages, not ages. So we have a shit out of today, so we can do a brief one. All what are you drinking? I'm drinking Erdinger alcohol free. With your vagina. <laughs> I'm, I'm, just, I'm being chilled, <laughs> I'm being chilled. I also got up really early tonight to watch the hockey, so I don't want to be drunk when I'm doing that. You must. <laughs> You've compelled. I'm compelled to wake by up. God, hockey puck. By, to, to get by, up by the gods of Bruins, I'm afraid. What time's it on? It? One a.m. till probably about four. Doesn't go the whole thing. And then you're working tomorrow. Yes. Yeah. I'll sleep from nine till one, and then I'll wake up. What you know? What I'll sleep from like four to six. I believe Bon Jovi wrote a song specifically for you. I'll sleep when I'm fucking dead. I get this. At worst case, I get three more games to go this season. At worst case, worst case, three more games. I'm hoping it's only two, but worst case, three. Um, what are you drinking? Um, I'm drinking Cold Town um, Pale Ale tonight. Not the um, lager. Not the lager, the Pale Ale, because um, after last week I've kind of. Yeah, learned, yeah. learned the lesson. It feels nice in the cold town. It, it is, it's nice and light, and it's got a slight blonde to it. Yeah. Very slight blonde to it, and yeah, it's a nice, refreshing drink. It's a summer drink. The current climate, yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, so we'll move quickly on to some non cinema viewing. Non cinema viewing. Anything of interest, not the not one of the films, not the. Crazy film. Okay, mm-hmm. right. Okay. Very, very quickly. Something you spoke about a while back, um, and it piqued my interest enough to say it's a documentary that I'm going to watch, and okay. I actually went and watched it. Oh, the Flyer Society. Yeah, behind the curve. Mm-hmm. So, um, first of all, I've got to be really careful about what I say because I was me and Lorraine watched it, and last night we were talking about it. And she told me Lorraine's a Flyer believer. Well, no, no, no. Um, I, I described them as a bunch of complete fucking psychopaths and I was very much berated for this. They're not. That's the, that's the thing. They're not. So I was told I'm not allowed to call them psychopaths. No, you're not. Um, and I think that's what Document does a very good job of doing. It doesn't take the piss. They are horrible, horrible people. The, the, the lady in it in particular, she is a fucking They're monster. Her comments, let me just fucking on, on record give people a scope. This, these flight earthers do their own podcast and yeah. televised stuff like that. One of the women was saying that she doesn't believe any planes at the towers in yeah. 11. She also said she didn't believe um, in the victims of bombings or Boston Marathon stuff like that, and she only believes stuff like that uh-huh. when she gets her leg blown up. Yeah. She is a fucking reprehensible, yeah. fucking horrible human being that deserves to get pushed off the fucking edge of her very flat earth. That's the problem with any conspiracy theory. You can believe in something that's out there. You can believe in the flat earth, you can believe in aliens, you can believe in ghosts, you can believe yeah. in the government's tapping the water, you can believe the government's watching, you can believe in any of the conspiracy you want to believe in. 
problem is, if you believe in one, you're required to believe in everything. Yeah. And that's when people get people bogged down. You become a conspiracy nut. No, yeah, essentially. Yeah. You're, 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 you're into everything, you're into yeah. nothing. Yeah. You know, and that's the problem, because as soon as you say, whatever, like, I don't believe in the flat earth, obviously. Yeah. Um, but I, maybe, I do maybe believe in sort of an Area 51, for example. Yeah. Right, okay. If you believe there's aliens in Area 51, somehow that... Because people, who also, because people who believe in that also believe in the flat earth, then your argument of why the Area 51 exists is invalidated because of the nut jobs who believe in everything. Birds of a feather. Exactly, it is kind of to an extent, But um, no, they're just... It, Lorraine laughed at this, but all it takes is for one of these fucking bampots to, to, to get into and power somewhere and you know it's, it's it's a forest fire do you know what I mean no, it's, it's, it's like a small fire and boom it's like how far removed are these fuckers for some of Donald Trump's policies they're not they're not, that's, I mean? that's, that's, a, that's a point yeah. you, know, you, get, you get someone in power right now saying I'm like a Trump like some of the people taking over Europe recently as well, yeah. where they might have very sort of right-wing crazy views, mm. but as soon as you get into power, then you can start imprinting, you know, you yeah, see America, they're, they're, trying to roll, they're trying to roll back Roe v. Wade, you know, very, they're doing it quite successfully right yeah. now, so eventually that's probably going to disappear unless something major happens in American politics. So, yeah, that's a problem. It's, but I don't think it. any of these clown shoes on this show will not get into power. No, they're not. They're fucking idiots. But it's not them but, the problem, it's yeah. the next generation, yeah. the generation after that, who yeah. sometimes can come across very articulate, they can run a business, they can run, yeah. they can be very open about it, and they can really be, for example, you could be a flat earth, but I would know and talk about it. There's no reason to talk about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And there is enough ridicule that a lot of people won't get, we announce a fucking common sense, well, no shit, I bet I'm not mentioning yeah. it. Have you ever met one before? No. I have. Have you? Yes. Really? Did you? I, I talked See, at length. I, I think and I'll I, tell you how off, off mic, but she, she worked with us. Really? Yeah. I, see, I would just want. I, I, I think I would need to walk away. Honestly, I, I, I think I would need to just. Leave. No, it got to that point because I, it got to that point. We then also into other stuff that our boyfriend was very much into, and he became he was very much into all the other stuff like you know the Holocaust denial and like you know government black yeah. and all that and the Jewish conspiracy and all that shit. So the, the real question when it comes to flat earth thing is, what's the purpose? Me and Lorraine were talking about it, it's like, why? Why? Yeah, what yeah. Part, yeah. Like, yeah. I can understand. Why and who? Yeah, if even why, then if, there, if there was some sort of, for example, I don't believe in it, if there was a Jewish conspiracy, for example, I can get the point of that. They're yeah. trying to make money. They're yeah. trying to make power. You know, if there was a, a, some sort of like technology thing, like, you know, they're, they're trying to, uh, they're trying to like, you know, kill the electric car, for example. Yeah. I get the point of that, because there's many people involved. But this, it's like, no purpose to it. who cares no about the fucking Truman Show? Oh. But um, yeah, it was um, me and Liam are both quite flabbergasted by, yeah. by this documentary. Um, we did one of you mentioned um, was Liam a flat earth or no? But after we both said no, if either of us was a flat earth, we would just instantly leave the other person and publicly post that you're a fucking flat earth. I'm done I think there's, there's certain things in life yeah. where if, if <laughs> you can maybe believe in something as like if they if have slept political, you can maybe go for it to an extent. But I think there are certain key things you go, no, no, I'm out, I'm fucking, that's what they're, that's a trigger right there, like, aye. Because it just makes you wonder, because the person who I know who is one, is pretty right-minded, she doesn't seem crazy in any way. Which is why, you know, to keep it, keep it quiet. Yeah, Yeah. and I don't really understand any, it's called the truck, or behind the curve. Yeah, behind the curve, yeah, and yeah, they're horrible, they're they're horrible people. It's interesting to watch. I can't call them psychopaths. No. On, like, they seem more sad than anything else to me. 
Yeah, it's fricking idiots. Hit on the main guy, the main guy seemed dead lonely. Ed, Eddie, slaughter him. I mean, I'm not denying the other idiot. Anyway, sorry, that was a wee quick, just kind of flutter, because yeah. I remember we were talking yeah. about it, and I, you, you kind of peeked my curiosity, I don't do documentaries, so there you go, sir, that's all for you. I work that one. Um, go. I'm going to talk about one that you told, we, we both agreed to watch. <sighs> yes. Okay, which is a film <laughs> called Unbroken Path to Redemption. So, quick background. Unbroken as uh, an Angela Jolie film written by the Cobras. Yep. Yeah. Starring Jack O'Connell. Yeah. And I thought it was a decent movie. It's about an American pilot who True story. A, true story who was shot down during the war. Um survived at sea for like forty nine days. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Then when he landed he was, when he got separated by Japanese people, yeah. Japanese military. Who basically abused them and talked to them and yeah, he was also an Olympic athlete as well. Before that Olympic athlete and eventually he was safe from the concentration camp yeah. but he was obviously struggled with it because he, there was one guy in particular in the camp called the Bird, yeah, the Bird yeah. who yeah. particularly had a thing from picked on him quite intensely yeah. tried to basically break him, break him yeah. Yeah. and ultimately couldn't break him which yeah. is the name of the film Unbroken see what we know that film has nothing to do with the, that film no. other than the fact it's called Unbroken so Unbroken yeah. the same guy. this is uh, this is the aftermath, so yes. he's now a civilian um, and he's struggling with PTSD mm-hmm. and just coping in the real world over to you, Mr. Hood. Yeah. Um, a film like this, no one, a film like this has got opportunity to do something really, really proper, really interesting because mm-hmm. PTSD after war is something, it's a huge issue, it's been a huge issue for, for as long as people can remember yeah. and it's yeah. continued to be one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also the idea of like when you come back, when you see such horror, how do you go back to like, you know, just putting out the washing? How do you go back to just, you know, yeah. doing a normal how thing? Live a normal thing. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's a chance for the show, you know, to, to, to get to the bottom of that and understand it. This film does not do that at all. No. 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 Because no. it is, I would say, soap opera acting would be an offence to call it soap opera because soap opera is usually better than this. There was one good performance in it, and I only say that because I like the actor and I would defend him to the ends of the earth. Who was that? Gary Cole. Gary Cole was Gary Cole was still overacting the fuck though. He never done a lot. He had like two minutes, and I will all depend on. But yeah, they, 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 right. So the acting, first of all, was very, very, yeah, very substandard. Sub substandard. Yes. Like below Game of Thrones level. Much, much below <laughs> that. Yeah, yeah. This fucking amateur dramatics. Yeah. Yes. And it just it didn't really seem to have any real point. It just sort of meandered around and just didn't really didn't actually get to the root of what it was trying to tell you, which was this guy suffering from this. Yeah. And how he's like this saved it ultimately. Yeah. Um, it does get to the original final like fifteen minutes. Right. Yeah, yeah. I kind of just talked to you about how we managed to put his life back together. But then there's another essentially this film is a is the post credit sting writing of Unbroken. Yeah. But the majority of the stuff that was interesting about his post life was also in a post credit on this as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which yeah. was, I that was weird as well, yeah. wasn't it? I was watching he, the end thinking, why didn't you touch on that? Yeah, if he spent maybe half the film doing what they did, and then the other half of where his life went after that, yeah, that might have been, I'm not saying it was a better film, because I ultimately had problems with, but, but it might have been a more compelling there story. There was a whole, obviously the, the, the director is quite well known, I think, for, for the kind of Christian bias and, and yes. kind of making Christian focused movies again. Yeah. I don't know how to say that without yeah. offending anyone. Hey, the, the Red State movies. Yeah, yeah, I thank you, thank you. I like that Red State movies. Um, and the, the the kind of turning point for you can't spoil it's a true story. Frank Zapparini was um, when he met Billy Graham, who was a really really fucking you know famous famous evangelist, and, and that was a turning point. And they were friends, you know, they, they, they kind of met each other several occasions. Yeah. 
that would have been a better film. Yeah, then you know the, the, the eighty minutes of nonsense yeah. that he suffer up until the point where he meets yeah. him, which is like snap gone. Yeah. So that would have been a much better film for it as well. Do you know what I mean? Um, the flashbacks he had and stuff like that were, were so tame, and you know you, you didn't feel that. Obviously, the man suffered and stuff like that, but the film, unbroken, the first film gave you a sense of the brutality of what he went through, yep. why, you know, why. Whereas with this one it wasn't, you know, yeah. it was very much, you know, very softly shot flashbacks to, you know, this Japanese guy shouting at me, and I'm like, come on man, look, give us a bit of fucking, yeah. you know, it shows the distress and, and, you know, how he's got to this point, and it just never, never gets yeah. anywhere, yeah, yeah. Never. 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 And it's just, it, it, it's trying to cash in on a, a film. It wasn't overly successful. It seemed very odd to try and cash in on it, you know. Because it's not like it was like what Brooklyn was like the breakout hit of 2014 and won all the awards. It didn't really do anything. It, it, I guess it Red, came and went. Red State. I guess the material was limited. I suppose they, 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 they will lap this kind of Slim stuff up. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty poor, but I'm, I'm annoyed you made me watch it. Uh, well, uh, do you know what? I, I didn't think it was going to be that keen movie yeah. because I did quite enjoy the fun. We both read the, the book, as well, book which yes. was really, really good. Yeah. Um, if I was to rate this as a cinematic film, I would give it a 2 out of 10. 2 or 3 out of 10, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, absolutely. I don't even know why I would give it a Gary Cole. Gary Cole, yeah. I can't really think of any redeeming feature, but I can't really give it a 0. That's pointless. Um, uh, next film on the list I watched this week was one called uh, Hearts Beat Loud, oh, which yes. is um, starring Nick Offerman and Kirstie Clemens, who we know from Dope. Yeah. It's a father and daughter form an unlikely songwriting duo in the summer before she went away for college. So he's, I can't remember if his wife died or split up, I can't, I, I honestly can't remember, but he's basically raising his daughter as himself. He owns a record shop. He's a little bit surly, a little bit kind of, a bit, a bit grumpy. They love his daughter, they love making music together. She's got her own big plans to be a doctor, and he's still trying to hang on to the, the, the little girl. His kids, yeah. His kid. Yeah. Um, it's just a really nice, lovely, heartwarming story of a father and daughter. You know, and it's like, it's one trying to let go of something and trying try to find a life after he's done, you know, because yeah. might have a problem for a lot of parents is if you've got, if you're raising kids and your kids get to a certain age and move away. It's kind of as your life oh. and then you're, you're kind of left. Yeah, doing it. You know, it's, yeah. it's just that, it's that nice moment from trying to try figure it out. Um, you get some nice performance from Nick Hoffman, who's always very, very enjoyable. Is he, is he off the wall wacky Nick No, Hoffman? no, he's more, no. Kind of, he's more kind, of, kind of subtly, a bit kind of grumpy, a bit kind of... He's a real charming wit yeah. and lovely for him. Um, Cody Collette's in it as well, she plays sort of a love interest, kind of, maybe, in the film. Um, Sasha Lane pops up in it as well, who we know from American Honey. She plays like sort of the girlfriend of the, his daughter. So it's, and it's just, it's, honestly, I can't really describe it other than it's a really nice, lovely film. Offerman does, Offerman's one of these guys, he's got such range, he's hilarious. But he's also, he does series so well. Too, do you know what I mean? He, he just he, he, he give him a role and he'll just he he embodies his role. No matter what he's doing, he seems, yeah. he seems to bring but it. But you in. believe the character, so you, you do kind of see past Nick Offerman and you start oh, yeah. to see the character, which his credibility as as him as as an actor. Yeah, this is it's sort of it's very it's it's sweet as well. But there's not a lot of drama drama in it. It's, it's very sort of it's, it's very. It's sort of insular between the two of them, maybe three people in it involved. Is it an Netflix original? No, it was out in cinema. Ah. So, but if you get a chance to watch it, it is on Sky, I think I saw it on, possibly. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
lovely indie sweet film. You it gives it a very huggable, huggable film. I would say huggable film. Huggable film. Uh, huggable film. Yeah. Nick Offerman is huggable though. Oh, I love you, hugging. See, I you've would. Tapped, you've tapped into a, a psych of Nick Offerman. He's huggable. Right? I would hug the shit out of Nick Offerman. You would. You would just throw your arms around him and just squeeze and just to hug Ron Swanson. Sniff deeply and just go to sleep. Um, <laughs> he played. He did like Glasgow this year. Who? Nick Offerman. Doing what? Stand up. Does he do stand up? He does sort of stand up. He's, he's very into sort of the outdoors and wilderness and stuff like that. And he's sort of he, he owns like a workshop and he makes lots of wooden things. So I think he's stand up sort of part stand up, part him teaching you how to make shit. So you laugh and you come out and hunt a carver flute. Essentially, <laughs> he likes to make tables. I don't know, he likes to make tables. And he, he, it's, he is nice to get Watch follow him on Instagram. Follow him on. Um, I, but I might do. I'm, I'm intrigued now. I kind of want to chat more about Nick Hoffman. Essentially, have you seen Parks and Rec? No. Watch Parks and Rec. That's when Nick Hoffman kind of broke through. I tried to watch it, I couldn't. Right. What, stick at it. For the first season, it's a bit dodgy. The second season, it's way, very good. And Nick Hoffman's character in that is phenomenal. And I think that's kind of who Nick Hoffman really is. It's a hyper real life version of who he is. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah so, um, Heart Speak Loud, worth a watch. If you like if you like your indie film, it's a nice, lovely, sweet indie film. And if you don't, do watch it for Nick Offerman. Nick Offerman's also amazing. Do you watch anything else of interest at home? Um, if I watch the interest, I'm, I'm still watching Modern Family. Nice. Um, which I'm still, still enjoying, man. Still, I've read a lot of shit online saying, you know, that the earlier scenes are funny and it tails off. And do you know what? Me and Blaine watched one the other night and we were fucking laughing like children at it. It's, a, it's, it's, it's just got legs, man. It just keeps going and going you, and going. You know the episodes are like sausage factories. Yeah. Like, you need to churn them out. Not everyone will blow you away, but everyone's got at least two or three laughs yeah, in it. it's just comfort viewing. Do you, oh. you go in, you put on your pyjamas, make a cup of tea and you put it on, you yeah. know, and you just sit back and... Everything's okay. You can watch any Friends episode out, yeah. out of whack and yeah. it still works. Yeah, absolutely. What I find very much if you watch any episode regardless if it's in Colonel's Lord or you just randomly put one round one on, it still works it's really well. Com- it's comfort food for the mind, that's, that's what it is. I mean, it's just yeah. so easy to watch and stuff like that. And Definitely not the cleverest, but... My favourite character's Phil. I like Phil. I think my favourite character's Phil. Phil is phenomenal. Phil's really good. Apparently I was reading um, a book we're saying there, kind of touched on slightly about... Um, his character is the one that's most like him in real life really? as well. Yeah, apparently he's the most like his character. I can, which I could, it's really sweet because I think he always had quite sombre roles before. Well, remember he played, um, he was in the Incredible Hulk, remember? And he was in the Muppets movie as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but apparently he's the most like his character. Which I think it's really because really, really, he's so fucking. Have you checked out the daughter on Instagram? The one, what's her name? Not the dumb daughter, the smart daughter, Ailey. No. Mental. Mental. Oh, psychologically un- unsound. Really? Yes. Right, I don't. And the complete opposite of her character. Wow. Yeah. Okay, I'm <laughs> I mean, don't because you'll feel awkward when you see it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how you feel. I don't know what you're yeah. doing now. Don't, don't give me Very confusing. Just to think about it. You know, I don't know. Now I'm going to do it and I'm going to feel guilty because I've done it. I'm yeah. not guilty because I've done it. I don't know. Very strange. Um, I, won't, I won't look at that. But um, other than that, no. Um, you ever watched anything else? I don't think so. Hey, we're going to some films then. Yes. First one is a Netflix film we both watched. <laughs> yes, we did. Um, you specifically <laughs> came over to my desk and told me to watch it, which is very rare for you to do. Yeah. A film called The Perfection, uh, directed by Richard Shepard, who directed Dom Hemingway. Which I haven't seen. I really want to see it. I've mm, never seen it. Is it not a good movie? Good idea. It's not. It's a good performance from. Lever. Is it Lever? Is it not? No, but no, no, I'm thinking of. You're thinking of Don, Don Juan. Ah, yes. No. Don Hengley's got. Um, you're with Neil. Um, with Neil Knight. Grant. Richard Grant and. Yeah. Handsome Boy. Julian Sands. No, he's, uh, he's a handsome boy. He's in Captain Marvel, the Barry. 
Oh, Jude Law. Jude Law. Yeah, he's a handsome boy. He's he's good. As he gets older, he's less handsome, and I can appreciate him more. I think. Do you think so? I think he's aging well. I think he's aging well, but he's not as pretty boy he once was. He's sort of aging into his face. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but he's working it. He's working. Oh, he owns it. Yeah. Yeah. Don't think we're not a great film. It's. These two are very good together, but that's what I'm saying a little bit. It's trying to be with Neil and I to an extent, but it's never really happened to quite get there. He did a film called The Matador with Piers Brosnan and Greg Kinnear, oh, which is a very funny, well done film. Piers Brosnan is basically a hitman who's got the. He's got the he doesn't, he's, he's, basically, he's sort of at a point in life, midlife crisis, doesn't want to do it anymore, and he's almost getting shaken every time to try and kill somebody, and Greg Kinnear trying to help him through that. He's, like, he's a family man. It's, Really, again, a really um, funny, well done film. Greg Kinnear's a bit of an unsung hero, isn't he? He, he turns up in a lot he of stuff. He is solid. When everything he does, he really just comes in, does a <coughs> fucking beautiful job and swans <coughs> off again. And he never seems to get the recognition. So a lot of people will be like, who's Greg Kinnear? Or they'll see him and be like, oh, I know him. But he's the face. Yeah, yeah, but he's such a solid, solid actor. Yeah, we're not talking about Greg Kinnear. Sorry. We're perfection. Yes. Um, <laughs> so... Described. Go on, you tell me what this film's about. Richard. I'm just going to read it. I'm going to read it on Netflix. Um, when <laughs> uh, a, a troubled musical prodigy seeks out Elizabeth, the new star of a former school, the encounter sends both musicians down a sinister path with shocking consequences. This is not what the film's about at all. That, uh, that's, the basic that's the first five minutes yeah, in yeah. that film. Did you uh, watch it, Jill? Yeah, Jill just looked at me quite scared there. Yeah. Then the film you got Alison Williams from Get Out. Get Out and Girls, is it? Girls, I'm not sure. I'm not watching Girls. You got Logan Browning who is in Powers. Yep. With Zora, he was in Dear White People, the TV show. Alania Huffman who's in lots of TV. She's in Smallville as a Black Canary. And also Stephen Webber who's also in tons of TV as well. So. I didn't know what to expect from this film. Nope. You, you were insisting and let me watch it, you didn't tell me what it was about. Yeah. Put it on. I enjoyed the shit of it. It takes you on a it takes you on a roller coaster. It's fucking nuts. Yeah, it takes you on an adventure. Um, it's completely fucking off the wall. Yeah. It's dark it's, it's darker than dark. It's really dark. It's yeah. crazy as hell. But you, you don't know where you're going. No, it's you, no point. Because it kinda it's almost like three or four parts. It's and each part just throws you a curveball and you're like, right, wait Hold on. Do you know what I mean? There's no point in this film that you're comfortable with what you're seeing is what you're seeing. Yeah. And that's a big thing, you know. Because it, st- it starts out a horror film, almost. It almost starts out as a horror film, but also like a post apocalyptic sort of like um, yeah. zombie film. Aye. Thing, yeah. And then it turns into like a kind of. Not a. Sp- I don't know. Where does it go from there? Like, so it's, it's like a psychological thriller. Yeah, thriller. And, um, and then it goes fucking soft. Yeah, at one point, yeah, yes. Yeah, and, and then it just ends up... It's nuts. It's also like a, maybe in sometimes a buddy movie to an extent as well. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, it, it's like Black Swan meets the Evil Dead on acid. Yes. <laughs> it's utterly messed up. Um, it's fucking nuts. All the cast, I thought, they embraced the, the insanity of it all. Yeah. And it, at times, some of, the, some of the, the delivery was like, oh, jeez, you went <laughs> fucking big, but I think the film I had to have that, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, it, it's not so bad it's good because it is good but it's good because it's kind of a bit bad and weird because yep. you, you tell people to watch it and you, you just like kind of go I think you like it yeah. and then back away yeah. I think people who, who watch it who don't like it will give up on it within the first 15 minutes Yeah. I think people who are willing to embrace what it is will oh. be along for the ride for them oh, and yeah, enjoy yeah. it immensely but I think um, there's, there's a point when it there's a point in the film when it seems to be kind of as what you think it is 
and it hits a twist point, first major twist point, yeah. that's when you're thinking, well, I'll say, I'm into this, or oh, no, I'm, I'm walking away. I don't get it. I don't, yeah, like, I don't, I don't like it. Like it. Um, it's quite gory. Very gory. It doesn't hold back, um, which, is it a Netflix film? Oh, yes, yeah. Which I guess, again, we were talking about this before, is the benefit of creative control. Uh-huh. If Netflix are saying that you make a film, make your own fucking film, then uh-huh. this is what you're going to get. It's you know very little in the way of, we can't do that, so I can do whatever I want. Cause there isn't, they do, but they want. I don't think there's anything in this film that wouldn't get a cinema release, but there's enough in it that wouldn't get a limited cinema release. Yeah. Because it is gory, it is, there's a lot of stuff that's seen on screen you go, that's, mm, that's nasty. It's gory, a bit sexy. It's very no. way sexy and effective, in the first ten minutes as well. Oh <laughs> yeah, just, oh, here you go, there's something, yeah. just something to fuck. Yeah. What the fuck? But I do love, as I said, that very first twist. Because you've watched it and you're kind of thinking, okay, I'm kind of getting where yeah. this is going. And then it just goes, no, you're not. And you, you, you're just like, you're kind of confused for a bit. Yeah. I think it just takes you a few minutes just to reset and think, right, okay. But then it does it again. And you're like, oh, you fuck As opposed to, it's an unreliable narrator. You're never entirely yeah. sure what you're seeing is real. This is, this is where I think, I loved it in the first few and I think the less you know about the film, the better. Oh, yeah. Because he'll, he'll love it for that. Mm. Could you watch a film again and enjoy it? No, because it's, cause you know exactly. It's like Memento. You watch Memento the first time and you're like, wow. And, but if you watch it again, you know exactly uh-huh. where it's going. You, you know that. Exactly. And sometimes you know the twist makes it work for me. Like, for example, the film Raw. The film Raw. Yeah. I think once you know the, what the twist of that film is at the very end, you rewatch it a second time with a completely different look on the film. Think so. And you still embrace it in a completely different way. Yeah. This one I don't think that would happen though. I think this one is more like you I watch think it. You need that, that you need the disconnect for it. Yeah. Yeah. But no, we were the same. Um I was just I was browsing Netflix and I seen it and I showed it to Lady and she was like, Oh I want to see that, I want to see that because she's into crazy shit like that. And we, we knew nothing about it, exact same as you and we just sat down and we were just looking at each other sometimes like I, I don't know, do you know what I mean? <laughs> And afterwards we were just like, what the fuck? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It just bounced in off each other. Yeah. Like, I don't really understand. I liked it. I don't know why. I'm the same. I enjoyed it. Have, but and I think the reason why I liked it is because it just generally surprised me. Yeah. It's only one for 90 minutes. Yeah. And in those 90 minutes, it was at least four times I was like, I was surprised. Ah, I totally. and, that, and that's something you don't get in more cinema or most ah, movies. Absolutely. So I'm going to go for it. Um, out of 10, what you give it? Out of 10, I would give it a solid 8 out of 10. Do you know what I For originality and, you know, just balls to the wall, fuck you, there you go. Deal with it. 8 out of 10. Much the same, 7.5 out of 10. I think fantastic viewing. One time watch, but definitely a, a very enjoyable watch for what it was. Yeah. Do you think if someone described it to you, you would be as invested? Or do you think that would take? I think that the film. I think it would be more interesting to know what the film was. I was sitting there, I was sitting there waiting for the shock elements of it. Yeah. Like to me, I thought to me the shock element at first was like the, the more graphic than expected lesbian sex scenes. That was like that was way more graphic than I expected that film to have. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> but uncomfortable. Like, well, ah, but I'm watching it at home. No one can see what I'm doing. But I still feel uncomfortable watching it. So to me, that would be the bit I'd be like, I'm like, look, this is sort of odd. But then, the hey. other, if, if, if I knew there was something else coming that I knew they felt them I liked, I would maybe be more inclined to watch past that. But I'd be, I'd be waiting for that. Point is everything. Not knowing what it was, that yeah. bit shocked me much as anything else. Yeah. It? yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's, it's a hard one to sell as well because it's hard to describe. Without it, yeah, you can't really say here's what happens because you're like, no, you, yeah. you just you've got to just say watch it. It's like the greatest triangle. You, you, can, same, you yeah. cannot fucking go and describe that film. You just 
Dude, I'm always advocate that tell everyone to watch it, but so is it about them, it's a crazy stranger. Yeah. That, that's it. Go fucking watch and you're it. Actually, and requests like this when you're not quite careful who you tell to watch it because you know they will judge you. Oh, yeah, on it. yeah, oh, yeah, you, yeah, you could lose a lot. You lose a lot of friends. Yeah, so definitely on Netflix, it's a good recommendation. Yeah, yeah, for definitely attention. Watch it. It's definitely worth a watch yeah. for a night. Yeah. Uh, next up is the animated film, it's still in the cinema, if you've not seen it. It's called The Secret Life of Pets 2. Ah, seen the first one. The first one, yeah. Uh, directed by Chris Renaud, who did um, Slickle Me 1 and 2, The Lorax, and co directed by Jonathan Delval. This is his first film he's been co directed over. So he's um, he worked as animation specialist and that kind of stuff for this one. The plot of this film follows on from Secret Life of Pets. Uh, we've got Max and Duke, yeah. who are living in an apartment, and the owner has a baby. And the dog just jealous of the baby. He the baby. Then he gets overprotected of the baby. The baby starts being his to look after, and he starts to care for it quite intently. Um, he also goes away to a farm and he's learning how to be a proper dog. You get the cats are all up in an uprising. You've got the bunny thinking he's a superhero. Who's the bunny again? Kevin Hart. Yeah. So you get Patton Oswald. Now Patton Oswald replaced Louis C.K. for obvious reasons. As Max. Because he's not a douchebag. He's not a douchebag. <laughs> um, Kevin Hart plays a bunny. Harrison Ford is in this. He plays sort of like the, the alpha dog. The, the, you know, as you imagine, alpha dog would be with the Harrison, Harrison Ford. Ford yeah. uh, Jenny Slate, who I love, um, is playing uh, the little cute Pomeranian. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Eric Stone Street from Modern Family plays Duke. Yeah, that's right. I tell me the thing that all night, I was like, whoa, whoa. Um, yeah. It's very standard sequel stuff, so there's no real surprise in it. So the things you like in the first one is focused on them. So you focus on the little cute Pomeranian, you focus on the bunny being loudmouth and stupid, you get the you know, Max being kind of neurotic, almost Woody Allen-esque, you know what's yeah. going on. Um, it does skew itself very young, like not, it's not Pixar and it's not like making it available for, like, for anyone who wants it. There's no undertones that, no. you know, what you see is, yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. So, so you're watching it without your kids, yeah, it's quite... Can we go? I'm kind of bored by this. And even when we were in, some of the kids got kind of bored by it a little bit. I think mm-hmm. um, most of it okay, but I think the bit middle of an hour into sort of you, you, you sense a lot about rustling, a lot of movement, a lot of people going to the toilet at this point in yeah. time, you know that kind of thing. So just that way. The problem I've got, the problem I had with it really was it, it's like there's three stories. You get the Max and Duke story on the way to the farm. You've got the Bunny story thing as a superhero trying to rescue animals from a, a, a zoo. And you've got the one. The Pomeranian is like sort of trying to rescue one of Max's toys from the evil cat lady down the stairs. That's why she's pretending to be a cat. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. So you get three stories that really don't interconnect until the final ten minutes of the film. But the, the way they interconnect seems very like sort of, oh, we need to get together somehow. You need... just mash in, right? You don't okay. give a shit. Yeah. You, you notice that the kids don't care. They, they like to see the yeah. body dress a little superhero. Yeah. That's what they want to watch. Um, for me, it's a Zopropolis without the same time. Far superior. Um, but this is totally fine for the, the young. So here's... My spin on. So I've not seen the second one. I did see the first one. Uh-huh. Do you remember before the first one came out, the trailers for it? Very good trailers. And the trailer was just like each animal, like uh-huh. the, the wee bird put on the fan and yeah, flying yeah, yeah, yeah. and the, the fucking rise of Valkyries and stuff uh-huh. like that. And I thought that was going to be the full movie, was just going to be these yeah. minute sequences of each animal. And when I went to see the movie, I was so so disappointed that it was an actual. Because it wasn't the trailer a great, was the trailer was far better than actual film. I would have loved to have seen ninety minutes of just these wee daft series. I, you I, might I, like to see that, but kids won't watch that. I, my kids, yeah, they would. Nah, they would. Um, they're shocked. Um, 
Jill is strongly distant. She's friendly with Pepper. Jill liked the first one because it's got a little guinea pig in it. She liked this one got a guinea pig in it, but I think even she'll admit it wasn't quite as good as the first one. Let's do a test. Out of ten, Richard? Five. Jill out of ten? Eight, Ten. Eight for the guinea pig. Eight for the guinea pig. Eight. 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 Was the animation just... It's the same it's as the first one. It had a budget. had a budget, yeah. I mean, a massive budget, because the first one made money. Yeah, so it there's nothing wrong with that. The animation is a definitive style. I mean, it's a, I mean, it's a dull animation, as in, like, it's not... It's an animation that's been, been churned out. It doesn't feel that... It, it feels they didn't know what the story was going to be, and that is claimed by the fact that we've three separate stories at Billy and Dick and That shows me that there's, there's, they, they've probably yeah. worth knowing what the story was. As the scope for another one? Oh, I'm sure there is, because this, um, this film has almost no tangential link to the first one on the fact that it's the same character. It's the same, uh, yeah. So yeah. Put, them in any, put them in space. Who uh-huh. fucking cares? Yeah, so yeah. They can, they can, uh, they can get anywhere now. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah, so. No, not like that. Um, next film, last night, I saw a film called Booksmart. You have, right. Richard has been wanting to see Booksmart since he knew Booksmart was a fucking film. That's true. Um, and he's been desperate to see this film. It won things, I think it won stuff at South by Southwest. It was really highly touted at... Um, I'm not going to say Cameron, maybe Berlin, possibly. Um, Sundance as well, I think it was, it was given a lot of love. So, so this it, is very much, it's an indie flick. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. Yes. Um, great by Olivia Wilde. Alright, okay. Who has done a lot of short films and music videos, but this is her first debut feature. Alright. So Olivia Wilde, you know from like Cowboys and Aliens yeah, and so yeah. on and stuff. I know who she is. Yeah, yeah, so she's, she's done this. The plot of the film essentially is, two girls in high school, have stuck in a high school the entire period of high school so they can go to the best college, the best university, and kick ass at that. So they, 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 they shun all forms of social parties and getting drunk and being silly. You know, they, they're all 100% focused on the careers. Fucking nerds. Nerds. <laughs> um, where the twist comes is, on the final day of school, they find out that all the kids who did go partying and go crazy and go mad and have a great time also get into the great colleges as well. Yeah. So they could have done both. Yes. Yes. And it's them trying to prove to themselves, and well, not to themselves, to everyone else, that they are cool and they're fun and they're happy and they're, and they're great and they're awesome. Everyone obviously doesn't like them because they are the kids of the narcs of the school and they're, they're shunned by all. Um, and the film you've got basically two newcomers, Caitlin Dever and ben, Beanie Feldstein. Um, they're not in much, to be honest. Beanie Feldstein, I think, is in that What We Do in the Shadows TV show. Other than that, not much. Caitlin David, not in much else. So these are very, very yeah, raw. Breaking rules. Oh, absolutely. And you've also got Jessica Williams, um, Jason Stakis, Lisa Kudrow, and Will Forty playing like adults within the, the world. That's yeah. a very indie cast, isn't it? Very indie uh, cast, yeah. yeah. I think Olivia Wilde is married to Jason Stakis. Ah, right. Especially okay. him. Um, and Will Forty and Lisa Kudrow, they're only on, they've only got maybe two, three scenes each. Right. So it's enough to, it maybe adds a little bit of kudos to it, you know, gets yeah, it gets a bit away, yeah, you know, just, just, just names there. Yeah, yeah and I don't know if that's literally just calling in favours, possibly, maybe she knows them professionally, she's like, you know, come on set for a couple of days and give us a hand, give a hand, so they're in it, um, they bring what they do, they're all very good what they do. Uh, Billy Lord is in it as well, she is Carrie Fisher's daughter. Hello, you are the... Yeah, she's in Star Wars, but she's also in Steam Queens, so she's very like Carrie Fisher, same kind of face, she's in it as well. This film is fucking wonderful. It is genuinely the best thing I've seen this year. Well, now no, bear in mind, this is halfway through the fucking year yeah. saying this, so it's not oh. like, you know, this is January, this is my favourite film. No, no, no. This is fucking June. I, I said, wow, dude. I adore this. Wow. The moment it begins, 
to the moment it ends. It is nothing but pure. It's a giant hug of a film. Like, you want to watch it your best friend, you want to, you want to phone your best after and go and watch this film again. It is so, it delves into this of, like, of what friendship is and what um, coming of age happens to be and like sort of seeing the world in a different perspective, seeing someone who you know in a different perspective as well. Um, it's been described as super bad for girls, which I think is reductive. It's not that. It's, it's far more in common with like Ferris Bueller, Clueless, Mean Girls, Dope is a big influence on the man, uh, Fast and Richmond High, and I think a huge part of it is Days Confused. To see Days Confused does, whereas you get so many characters in there, but they're all instantly identifiable. You, you actually you care about the stories. Like, does that amazingly. You know, you, 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 some of the characters yeah. in Days, you don't, they're only interviewed for like five minutes. But they remember them. Yeah. They're totally rememberable. This is the same thing. There's guys in the film around for five minutes. And you go, I'm, I want to know where their story who's is. It, who's this? Uh, yeah. We're, yeah. We're, we're, in fact, if you want to spin a film off just to show me how, how their night went, I would happily sit and watch that film. Wow. Well, you know, it's really good. Um, cast calming. The kids are fantastic. The two lead girls should go on a major success because they're fucking phenomenal in this film together. The friendship together is so, so funny. You've got the starry eyes. Oh, right? I it's absolutely love really this I mean, yeah. There's moments of this film of genuine heartbreak, like in genuine sort of like emotion, where you're so touched by it and it's, it brings you tears. But it's kind of balanced with moments that are just so funny that you're literally on the floor of the cinema like laughing. So it's is this up there with Dope and Me, Errol yes. and Dangerel? Yes, it's that, it's that level. Wow, this is a man. film that in years to come you're looking at the great teen movie of the, of the de- of, uh, decade. I see. It. And what it does, what all the ones I mentioned before do, is they're all very much parts of their time but can be watched at any time and you still recognise it. So even though I've been, I've been a teenager, I still recognise a teenager and I can see that film and it still resonates. Yeah. You can still feel what that film is. Yeah. And kids who watch that in um, like 30 years' time, even with a 2010s film, I'm sure they'll still recognise 24. Relevant to them. Relevant to them. And wow. that's what's so bright about it. Um, Did you like it, Jill? Yeah. Jill, um, Jill nodded and smiled, yes. All the adults. Like I said, small roles, but they have moments in. Everyone's, everybody's got a moment, even the adults. Right, I don't like Lisa Kudrow. How is she? She's a I don't, I think she's a terrible actress. She's she fucking awful. Anyway. She, she, she's got one character she can play. No, Romeo Michelle. I think you've seen that. No. Well, I don't like Lisa Kudrow. Very funny film, though. So, yeah. um, they all, Kudrow, she's like, she's got two scenes in it, essentially. One scene is funny. Her final scene will nearly broke me in half. It's so brutally funny, and it's like, and it's it, it's on that level of gross out humour, but it's not quite level of gross out humour. But it's you know only because you know what it is, and it's the reaction of the characters to it. It is she plays it so straight, and it's so fucking funny. That it, it'll I mean it comes after some really dark stuff in the film, and really sort of like sad and sort of emotional stuff. And it just it's so, and it's something that was set up. An hour and a half before. And just one of those ones that's at the end. Oh, and it just, fuck, you yeah. remember the same time the character on screen remembers, you're like, oh, fuck off. No. <laughs> and it's, it's so, so funny. So he has that moment. Um, Will Forte, he's not got much to do, but again, he plays a dad. Again, does his thing. Today, because has kind of a dual role in it, he plays a, he plays something. He plays two, same role, but played it in two different ways, which you see from you understand. Um, just because he plays a teacher. She also has a couple moments in the film, and again, nails it completely. Um, Olivia Will's directing, she does. It's not just a standard, you know, two-person shot. She brings back a flair to it. There's a, there's a kind of, without giving away, there's a, there's a weird animation sequence in it as well. There's a sort of fantasy sequence in it as well. It sort of goes on for a little bit. She does a lot of nice stuff with slow mo as well. And sort of speed to camera. But then she's, she's, she brings a visual flair. To she's it. got an eye. She, she, an eye. she knows what her vision is. She's yes, here's, 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 here's a nice, She brings a little flair to it. Um, 
Bonus, I cannot recommend for Hell of It is fucking, it is a I thought you'd seen me this past bit or something. I love this film. I like this a lot, man. This, uh, this is but nice. But if it gets me, it gets me a big way. Yeah. I will shout it for the rooftops. I will Good fucking shout it for a long this, time. This is fucking, this is nice, man. Yeah, same way we saw when we saw Dope. Yeah, we were both, like, me and the, yeah, dying girl, me and the dying girl as well. We have to do that for me, but I want to tell everyone who, this film will not get seen by enough people. Yeah. I want the people to go and see this, to watch it. classic. I think in years to come it'll be, yeah. it'll be mentioned the same breath as Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Wow. Which I think is crazy enough for itself. I mean, yeah. We went home and sat and watched Ferris after this. Just felt that was the, kind of, the cousin of it. Sherwood. Yeah, also oh, yesterday yeah. was the day that Ferris went on um, his adventure. Was it? The 5th of June, yeah. I didn't know that. 5th of June, 1985. Out of 10, sir. Are you going to go for that? Are you? Wow. 10 out of 10. Yay. Absolute 10 out of 10. Listen. Yeah, I think, is, is this your first 10 out of 10 this year? I possibly could be. Yeah. Maybe one right at the way start here. Maybe the wow. favourite. Wow, well, maybe that, yeah, yeah, the favourite. Um, amazing. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's not going to last long, unfortunately, the cinema, so. I will try and get yeah, to see it if I can, um, working around chefs and what I'll try and see it. But I, I, I do want to see it, it's just. But dying. the two girls in it are just, they're going to be movie stars. Yeah? Every inch they've performed for these, every inch of movie stars. Oscar Unfortunately, it's out too early, I think it's going to be forgotten by then. And I've just world, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But then I don't know who you give it to support and and uh, main actress because they're both so so good. It, yeah. it, it's it's a complete jewelry bro. There's oh. no no one takes the limelight off the other one. So it's it's fantastic. I'll try and see it on your um, and just uh, you done your film, is that you? And um, one more film. One more. Well, you, you do yours because they've got a lot. What could you go and see? Um, oh, I, I sneakily went to see X Men last night. Dark Phoenix? Uh, yeah, Dark, Dark Phoenix. Um, I, I was, wasn't planning to, and I went home and I was like, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to go and see it. Um, and I know you've not seen it yet, no. and, and we want to talk about it more next week, maybe the week after. Okay. So I will just really quickly just say it's not as bad as everyone's seen. It's. You can't compare it to stuff like. X2 or Logan. Uh, not that you've not. Yeah, aye, that as well, but like Endgame and all that as well. Don't put it up no, there on the pedestal. Yeah. It's not fucking awful. It's not dreadful. I think critics are out to get blood. They want to be nasty to it. Yeah, which yeah. Is, it's a shame. Um, yeah, it does have bad moments in it. Um, some of the acting's a bit ropey. Um, I'm not a fan of Sophie Turner. I'm not a fan, yeah. And I don't think Hurts is the best character. Um, some of the acting's really good in it. Um, You've McAvoy. got Michael Fassbender and McAvoy in it. Why they, they, who, who are really good? Nicholas, Nicholas Holt, Holt can I as well. Yeah, yeah he gives you a lot of motion. Jason Chastain. Jennifer, Jennifer, Chastain wasn't good in it. I'm not going to say why, but I'll let you watch it. But I just, how, I, is, how much, how often is Jennifer Lawrence in the blue makeup? A lot. Seriously? Yeah, she is actually. She, she's she's had it for the most of it, kind of blue makeup. Um, but do, do you know what? It's, it's sorry. The action when it comes is really really good. Um, the emotional payoff isn't as big as it needed to be, right. which I think is down to so the actress summer, yeah. yeah, which is important. But yeah, it, compare it, it to X three. Which was obviously the other last answer, isn't it? Oh no, it's, I, I would say it's just as good as the original X-Men film, not as good as X2 obviously. or... Logan. Logan. Or Death of the Past. Um, Death of the Past, but better, better than Apocalypse, yeah, I mean, yeah. Better, better than Last Stand and all that yeah. as well. Um, it's, it's not a bad film. I don't know why critics are, are hating it. Um, I, I don't know. It becomes easy to hate films sometimes. What were they expecting, I suppose, is the question. Yeah. But go and see it without fears. I mean, it, it's not terrible. There's worse ways you'll spend it. I think it's, it's kind of a bit under curl, isn't it? Yeah, well? so it's it, it's it relatively moves rapid, quite quickly. Yeah. And some of the action scenes are amazingly well done. Okay. I mean, like, like, wow, Jimmy, really, really well done. So, the director Simon Kinberg was basically, um, you know, 
almost kick out Hollywood for the way he the last stand, stand yeah. Yeah. Apparently he did it because he's a huge fan of comics yeah. and he thought I want to do it right I want to try and do it and probably didn't work out does he get some redemption from this? I think, I think so um, he won't on, on paper the poor guy's going to you know, he's, he's, he's going to get the neck again unfortunately yeah, he's going to get Jonah Bart he's, he's going to fucking bump the stake and he's drunk with the eyes from flames it's, it's a real shame I think I don't I think I've read comic books source material for the, the kind of that film story. Oh, okay. I think if you know the storyline, I'm pretty sure he's stuck, he's done well with that. Um, okay. But yeah, I think the poor guy's got it crucified. I think it's a bit of a shame. Really. I think people are just shit. Does it feel like it'll be the last one of this group? Yeah. yeah. Oh no, it, it concludes. You know, concludes. it definitely concludes. Um, there's no end credits, so don't sit around. Okay. Can you go and see Did it. You sit around? No, no, no. no. I, I, I was wanting to get home. It was late at night, okay. but I checked to see there was none. Um, but no, it's a, it's a definite conclusion um, to say some really good acting, a few ropey bits acting, not a funny film. Um, there's one or two funny bits in it, but for me, you know, almost two hours, not many minutes, it's quite serious and dark and kind of stoic. Um, there's not a lot of lightness in it, but overall... Answer this question? Yeah. Wolverine cameo? No. No, I, I, they're going to have to recast Wolverine. Um, I was talking to my brother Andy about this, and he was saying what they should just do is go with the wee girl, the X2. Yes. Forget about him, bring her in for a few movies, and then maybe look at Wolverine, let people just kind of, you know. I don't think we're going to have Wolverine. I'm Jackman to me. Jackman can still play Wolverine, that's a problem. It, no, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, old man Logan, he was always good. Anyway, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, don't don't be put off is what I'm saying. We'll talk about more when you've seen it. But yep. critics are assholes at times. We all know that, you know. And it's just another asshole's opinion. Go and see the fucking movie, make your mind up. Awesome. Yeah. Um, final film of the week is one I just saw literally in an hour and a half ago. <laughs> um, it's called Ma. Ma. Written by Tate Taylor, um, who wrote The Help. You seen The Help? Yeah. Uh, get on up. Yeah. James Brown Oh, oh fuck, I actually Ray yeah. Chadwick yeah. yeah. I like that film I actually yeah. enjoyed that yeah. 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 Also, Girl on the Train Oh, didn't like that film at all yeah, um, What this film is It's a bunch of teenagers Want to get drunk Want to get drunk And they are asking We buy them booze Outside a local convenience store They ask Ma Who says Yeah, yeah, buy booze Come to my house And drink it And you can have a party there And then from that So of Which when you're 18 Is yeah. fucking great idea Yeah, yeah. Um, From that you begin to see There's a Something's happened in the past that makes Ma doing this. She, she, she has she has plans for the children. So stop in the trailer. It's in the trailer. Stop, stop. Does Ma have a big house or a little house? Big house. Flat or house? House. Middle of nowhere. Oh. Yeah. Um, I was just thinking, you know, this is Glasgow. You're in a tenement. You're you got caught right yeah. there. You're, you're busting straight. Uh, in the film, you've got David Spencer playing Ma. You've got Luke Evans, Missy Pio, Dana. Dana. I Dick. do like Missy. I like stopping Missy. Missy Pio. She's got one of those faces like, like she's just in bitch face constantly. Oh, <laughs> aye. She, 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 and it's like it's not even. She doesn't even put it on. It's just no. there. She's just like the ultimate. Rested, I love Mr. Pelser, right? Uh, yeah. Diana Silvers as well in it. She was also in Booksmart in this one, so they got a big week for Diana Silvers. And Alison Yanni pops up in it as well. Who puts Alison right? Alison Yanni. Who is she? she You've seen her twice now. She is in the. I know her name. I can't the West Nope. Ted McHale, you? Nope. Um, what, what, what was it? Iconia? Yes. The mum. Got it. Yes. Right. Cool. She's in Juno as well. Got it. Yeah. yeah. I've never seen Juno. Okay. Me and my neighbour talked about it last night. She was disgusted I've not seen Juno. Yeah, I would be. As I said, what Jill's giving you. I'm going to watch it. This will be rectified. Don't yeah. worry. This week, probably. Yeah. I know. So, Matt is the newest in the Bloomhouse Horror Factory, we call it, conveyor belt. They, they churn them out. Have you ever looked on his IMDb? Just the man works. Right. D- nothing but 
producer and it's just like up and coming projects. I think currently 108, possibly. The man may move more. He yeah. works. He works. Yeah. Um, so, and, and with the Bloomhouse Horror, it follows the Bloomhouse Horror trappings. It's a pretty low budget. It starts out trying to build character, you know. Um, takes about an hour and ten minutes to build the character. And then rushes rush to the conclusion. Yeah. At which point you're going, right, you don't want a solid conclusion coming. Because you gave away in the trailer. And also, even if I didn't see the trailer, I could still see it coming a fucking mile away. So maybe you need about a to get there. Um, is it a fan service slasher movie? So no, you know, it's not it's horror movies. No, or, no, no, no. It doesn't have enough in it to make it that way interesting. It's right. almost played too straight. Right. And it's almost written by a guy who thinks he knows who what teenagers are like. Because at the party, they're all drinking out of red soul cups. Like, okay, that's kids do maybe in America. They're all listening to, like, the music going is like kung fu fighting and stuff like that, and like all these like seventies. I think I think you've been to a party since the nineteen seventies. You yeah. think kids are still the same? You were a fucking nerd, dude. Uh huh. <laughs> it has that feeling. Um, it's a, it's a very weak horror because like, oh, you find out when you find out what her reason for doing what she does is, it's very very weak. And you feel like her reaction to it is more of a little You're fucking unhinged. Uh-huh. Something, <laughs> I think something in the best world you're going to So, I almost, when I'm watching, say, Nightmare on Elm Street, to an extent, I understand Freddy Dino sometimes. The parents bump the Locked in a house, bump the fuck out. Yeah. yeah he's I'm pissed off. Jason right. killed his, you know. Yeah. 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 I'm not saying he's right to raise the children or anything like that, but see, I can understand why Freddy's pissed. I can understand why Freddy's pissed. Yeah. I can understand why Mike Miles is pissed as well, to an extent as well. Okay? I can understand why the, the, the ghost face killer at the time just pissed. Yeah. He, he, there's a reason for him to be angry. This is no, this is, this, she's no reason to be angry other than, you know. She's just a bitch. Ah, oh, kinda. Yeah. No, she's not a bitch, she just, she's overblown herself to him so much, and you're going like, you, you're really taking this a step too far, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> she's almost trying to go for that kind of Kathy Bates and Misery feel about it, because I've actually seen that one that references Kathy Bates and Misery. Right. Um, with the, oh. you know, the, the penguin move, the penguin yeah, scene. Yeah. It's not penguin this time, it's, same, it's exactly the same that idea. That sounds cheap yeah. and lazy. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and honestly, it just, it just felt a very weak horror entry. Um, there was no scares, like, no jump scares, no like, scares. Like it was never in, my, never in my head at any point. Is there tension? No. Oh. No. Now, Octavia Spencer can act. Mm-hmm. She, she can act. Yes. Luke Evans can act, Mr. Bell can act, Alton Yanni can act. They're all, a lot of them feel like Luke Evans, Missy Pell, and Alison Yanni, I think, are all friends with the director. I think that's why they're on they're, they're not in scene for very long. But he was spending like, being filmed to him as well, so she obviously break a role because it's a She gets a bigger, the plumper role because she's like, the, the main point of the film. Yeah, man, just never, never gets inside your head, never makes you scared. This doesn't really do anything, it's, just, it's very nondescript. It's based on the fact that people, people love Octavia Spencer, which we all yeah, do, yeah. and to see her do something different might be interesting, but it's just, it just doesn't work for me. But is it still the Blumhouse magic of low budget profit? It, it, I'm sure it was made for, I'm going to bet, under 10 million. Right. So and it's going to make? It'll make 50 at the minimum. At least, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. So it's made its money back. Can, can, can Jason Blumhouse do anything wrong, really? I mean, everything, it, it, it doesn't matter what it does, no matter how good or bad it is. It's just got a, it's just the just name a, attached a, a money mover, yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's just money all the time. Apparently, he's starting to delve into sort of um, IPs now, like other properties, and trying to like sort of attach his, like so. Not Chucky, but something else coming out soon. Spawn. Right, yeah, that's right, yeah. So he's, he's branching off to comic books. Or just, he's branching off to other, rather than being a rich, quote unquote, original idea, he's sort of he's taken 
previously held franchises you sort of represent them. So yeah. they're the ones that I feel could backfire more, not because they will get somebody because we remember the names, but also people make a bit if it's not good, people get people to shitty towards it. Yeah. You know, I don't think mm. he's involved I don't think he's involved with Pet Cemetery, but he could easily get involved with an Austin thing Well let's see Hellboy. Imagine if he his name was on uh-huh. the last Hellboy film. That reputation's fucking damaged. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. But you also do stuff every now and do something like he'll put his money into what much. Yeah. Or every now and again you'll get a massive break of it with like get out. Oh, that's like when you're doing saw. That's you right. Catch the saw with Chris, with Chris Rock directing it. Which do we need saw just now? Do we need Chris Rock directing saw? Right, that's two questions that are just fucked in my head. Yeah. Right, right, no, and no, 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 we don't, we don't need so. We just had so, like, yeah, two years ago. Right, so it's we like went to see it. I did like a reboot, relaunch of, of it. Yeah. yeah, of you know something that's only stopped two years ago. Yeah. That you know, fucking hell, yeah. man. We don't need so just now. You know, yeah. let something breathe. Yeah. So I understand it's then bringing back Chucky. Yes. Child play because child play has not really been in. The, I know there's been like a, some. It's actually one. It came and fell very quickly. Yeah, yeah. This, this is a reboot. It's a proper sort of reboot. Yeah, yeah, this is, you know, Chucky controls technology and shit. This is a different Chucky. Do we blame, from, you know? Do we not blame? Do we put Spielberg bringing Chucky back? Do we what? Put Spielberg bringing Chucky back? Why? He's in Red and One. Nah, nah, that's Robbie. That, that's me. I think, I think I think recently Chucky people don't know who Chucky is. I think the problem is is people think people care about Chucky, the only people care about Chucky is people like me. Oh. Like if I said to my son, yeah, Chucky, he's like, I don't give a fuck about Chucky dad, I'm gonna, you know, fucking watch something ten times more gory that's yeah. relevant. He doesn't care about Chucky. Chucky doesn't look as gone for my glory. Anyway, back to my uh, sorry, right, yeah, fucking um, very hell. quickly. Take me down a garden park myself. Yeah, um Ma five out of ten. But do you know what? See if I was Jason Blum, I'd be like, yeah, 10 bucks, cheers. Don't give a fuck. He got, he got all money. Yeah, exactly. And he got and about 40 of his money on a Thursday afternoon. Yeah, there, there you go. I mean, like so, I say, he's paid 10 million, he's going to get, you know, fucking 50, 50 million back. Yeah. I mean, and on to the next film. Exactly. That's and it, he's um, making it for turn them out, so he's never going to sell it. It's not a bad thing, because he does make good films like Whiplash. Do you know I mean? So there's really good films to get out, stuff like that. There's good films in there as well as bad. Do you know yeah. I mean? And it's, it's not a bad for the industry, I think. This guy's keeping shit on his toes and he's keeping shit moving over. So. Aye, I mean, he knows what he's doing. He, he, knows, just, he yeah. knows what his brand is and he knows yeah. what he can do for his brand. And yeah. with that, he can do something. Oh, Happy Death Day done this year as well. But there's no, yeah. dude. The man's fucking resonating. Black Panther as well, when he's Black Panther. Do you know what I mean? So all this shit and it's just making, you know, some flops, but yeah, yeah. keeping the industry interesting. He's definitely doing, he's, doing, he's doing the craft as well. He's putting money into that oh, as right, well. Been now, yeah, so it's, I mean, Invisible I Man as well. Don't know if the craft needs a reboot, does it? No. Maybe he's money behind glass as well. Yeah. But you know, back to the craft, sorry, see the craft. Okay. The craft is still a good movie as it was. It doesn't, it's not irrelevant, I don't think, that it needs to be remade. No, I don't disagree with that, I think. No. But if you want to remake it, I can understand remake it to a degree. Um, because you can maybe, if you just get it updated to some degree, it would work. But, um, oh, he also needs to upgrade as well. Yeah, also, the, the man's fingers now are working. The man is working, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. let's say for every, you know, one bad, there's five alright, and, you know, one, three or four fucking gems in there. So, yeah, you know, he's, he's just yeah. constantly juggling, but it's, it's working for him. Yeah, he's going to work for him as well. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, 
hotel can we find us? You can in the Raven, come get us. <laughs> um, all the usual places, free beers and movie at Gmail, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Look us up, see what you think. Yep, and next week we have out, we have uh, X-Men Dark Phoenix. Yeah, I've seen it, yep. If you know already, we've got a film called Late Night with Mindy Carling and Emma Thompson. Interesting. Interesting. I like Emma Thompson, I like Mindy Carling. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so both of them treat me. I think this is a prime example of maybe a singer singing a song. Yeah, but it, I've, some early reviews for it seem to be very split. Uh-huh. It, it's love or hate. There, there doesn't seem to be much to be a middleware for us, so yeah. I like them too, so that intrigues me. And also, I've, it's still out, I've not seen it yet. It's Rocket Man, so I'm going to see it. You're going to go and see Rocket yes. Man. Oh, there's another big one out next week. Fuck that, is it? No. Next Friday? Men in Black's out Friday. Ah, we, yes. We, we were talking before that, though. Ah, right, okay. Well, we would, but yeah. yeah we'll talk X Men before that and work and stuff like that. But yeah, enjoy. Yeah, go into X Men, open mind, sir. Don't go in with a negativity. I always go in with a joy in my heart to see a film. Until I don't come out with joy in my heart, but I always go <laughs> in with joy in my heart. Absolutely. I've been Colin, you've been Richard, and we have been. Three beers and a movie.